Do you remember a couple of years ago on Muskrat Appreciation Week, we compared the Muskrats to Pokemon? Yeah. And you probably were like loosely invested. Yeah. You were probably loosely invested in it and pretending that you kind of knew what was going on. Um, Now, before we get to today's topic, do you think you're in a much better position of understanding that comparison now? Marginally. I don't think so. I think you'll, you have a a significant uh, comparison or a a significant update to your knowledge of Pokemon. Um, Before we get to it though, we're here. We're queer. Now Now give give me me my my entertainment. entertainment. So what we had done in the past was compared each of the Pokemon, uh, I'm sorry, each of the Muskrats, seven of them, to one of the Pokemon. If they were a Pokemon, which one would they be? Now, before we yeah, get to wait, I want to be serious, okay, yeah. though, because I definitely do know more about Pokemon after having played this game, but I'm still at an entry level. Tater Tot is hearing us talk about the Pokemon, and he's like, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> I might be queer. Now give me my entertainment. He would be Diglett. Oh, no, we had a whole conversation. He's Umbreon. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Diglett looks like a poop buried in a... in a. Oh, I understand your comparison now. In a Look, ground. Let's start at the beginning here. Now, there is a reason why Pokemon is the number one most selling, uh, I think, the most successful like entertainment property around. It is a combination of video games. It is a combination of anime and collectible um, trading cards. And... Each one of them brings in a whole new set of people, and there's very much. Are the trading cards why. still a thing? Very much so. You remember last year the the whole fiasco where places like Target were. Uh, no, I remember McDonald's was giving them away, but I thought it was like just because McDonald's, you know, if they give away like a little plastic throwaway, this is maybe something a little bit more special. Chris at Target last year. For holiday, there was such a scenario, and maybe not even holiday, like throughout the year, but there was such a scenario where people were fighting each other over the little the new packs of cards um, when Sword and Shield had come out that they stopped selling them because they didn't want their employees to get badgered and and brew. Oh, so they make a new pack of cards every time that there's a new game. Well, when there's new Pokemon. Oh, it's okay, an that endless. Makes more sense. It's See, an this endless, is what I'm saying. I have an under a loose understanding, but I'm still learning every day. It's an endless uh, cycle of money. That's really what it comes down to. That Game Freak was the the. That's the what we all need to figure out. Exactly, we they, all need to figure out a Pokemon situation, and they figured it out. But now, listen, folks. Whether you like Pokemon or not, this there's a lot of interesting things that sort of come from Pokemon um, and a lot of interesting controversies and things. But first and foremost, I want to get back to the beginnings of all of this, which was in 1998 when Pokemon red and blue had come out for the game boy. Did you play those? Oh no, absolutely not. I think I was terrified of them because I think they were like, what is the absolutely not overwhelming? I was like, I have no idea what this game is. And then I felt like everybody was like, an immediate expert and you know like then you're coming in like well past the the starting line goes and then every the 
this the gun is fired everybody's running there's three laps and then you're like you walk into it and you're like oh there's a race today (laughs) (laughs) that was me with pokemon yeah you know i bet if i didn't jump on board when i did i also would feel that way that's a real relatable feeling to entering a something like a yeah, world I that like, already exists. You know, <laughs> I feel like I've experienced this a lot in my life. Like when, since Harry you met Potter, me, since you met me, Harry Potter, I was well, you know, well behind the, the curve. Um, lost. I was literally lost. sitting there drawing things on a piece of paper, trying to get you yeah. to explain what's And going you know, on. even lost was advertised by like Apple with their iPods and everything. Yeah. Still never, never jumped on board. I, yeah. Like, I've, I really needed you to bring me into the fold. And I feel like <laughs> me playing a full Pokemon to completion has sealed the deal for you. You don't even understand <laughs> the life achievement that has been set off in having you accomplish that. Um, but fully agree that if you missed out on that entry point from 1998, which had no prior aware nothing there was nothing beforehand and then boom there's this thing called pokemon then you missed out on a lot of good stuff if you did kind of join it in 1998 there's also a lot of things that have transpired since then i'm gonna say something controversial because when i was a kid i feel like i really didn't see video games as a a narrative driven medium where there's a story to be told and you're going to participate in that story. And I feel like Pokemon, that's sort of what shut me out from it because I feel like there was a story that I had to participate in, but I was much more interested in the games that didn't have a story associated with them where it was like, you want Mario to jump here or, um, cause there's not really a story in Mario. Like you save the princess. Yeah. Except or for like Mario racing RPG, games, though, which I Mario RPG, but I was older then. Yeah. And yeah. I had already missed the boat. Yeah, That's why I'm saying, I think it's real interesting that you started or like way. double dragon. Like those were some of the games that I played, which were, there was no story. It was just, you jumped into the game and you did some action and you accomplishing that action was the thing. Was the thing. Yeah. But the, the game, but the, the element of being a character going through the dialogue having to accomplish some set of steps was off-putting to me. And that was just me being a naive child. And I mean, now as an adult, loosely, loosely an adult, (laughs) adult. (laughs) Um, aged adult, but not acting adult. Yeah. I feel like, like the story in this Pokemon was so engrossing it was uh, not that it was something over the top but it did a good job of um touching on different emotions and i feel like in a what might be deemed a kid's game yeah is a kind of an accomplishment a hundred percent now i want to state the irony of all of this i think that pokemon 1998 blue, uh, blue i can't speak Blue and Red. There were two different versions. We're going to get to that in a sec of why there are. But Blue and Red had come out. The irony of what you just said about it being too, you know, convoluted story-wise and you were kind of put off by it. If we call it a role-playing game, 
it's the most accessible role-playing game. It's like at the tip of not even really being a story-driven game because it's yes. just so minute. The, the story is so minute. It's literally this. You are a young person. I think the first one only was a boy. As time went on, it um, expanded upon that. Um, but I think then you, mean you play as a boy. Yeah. I think then you played as a boy and your, your task was to go out and collect, um, these things called Pokemon, which was a shortened version of the name for pocket monsters, which always confuses people because Pokemon sounds sort of Japanese inherently, but it's really just pocket monsters squished. Hmm. That's really all that. that I don't is. think I knew that. Yeah, well, but you heard it here first. The characters that are so every game has a character create like a set of characters that you can capture. Um, uh, a set of Pokemon, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character names um, are and the art associated with them, like their uh, characteristics. Yeah, lean heavily into English, and so. That's in America. It, but in Japan is what I'm going to get to. Yeah. Is, is the, it the case there where oh, the gonna, names your, are your completely different and they're leaning into the Japanese words and yeah. what they look like? Your mind is going to be blown because every single Pokemon has its its American name. Maybe what I mean by that is like the American alphabet name. Like I bet UK and America are like the same name. Yeah. Then there's like... French, I want to say, and then there's like German, and then there's Japanese. Like, oh, it's regionalized that much. Yeah, like there are multiple names. That's why even when you buy the Pokemon on like the um, the amiibo, there's a different name, like three different names on it, and it's it's shockingly convoluted. Um, I don't know if they started this all the way back in 1998 when that happened. I don't know if the popularity of it caused them to make that happen, but I'm pretty sure it still is the case. Uh, I can't speak for sure, but for example, one of the most popular ones is Pikachu. I do think Pikachu is named Pikachu everywhere, but I think some of the other ones are not. Um, and I've seen it on the cards because I used to collect the cards and there would be like three names on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. I, I just find that fascinating because it's like a global game. Like it's truly like a global sort of world that's been built. Um, out of these pocket monsters, the Pokemon, your goal was to go out and collect all of them. They appear randomly. You had to throw something called a Pokeball at them to catch them. And then your ultimate goal was to complete eight sets of challenges along your route. And I guess really high level goal was this idea of got to catch them all. So that was the catchphrase from all the way original. Then. Yeah, all the way then. Because it caused the scenario where you really, as a gamer, even a, like a young or adult, whoever you was playing, you kind of got this bug of like, ooh, wait, there's, all right, I'm at like 60 caught. Maybe I'll keep going. Maybe I'll keep going and fill up the Pokedex is what they call it. And I find that very interesting because they split it across two game cartridges. One was called blue, one was called red. And you had to essentially get you were only able to get i'm gonna guess a number somewhere around like 120 that were in your cartridge if you had blue and then the remainder would be in the red cartridge which meant you had to work with like a partner to use a literal link cable like a physical cable to connect two game boys to switch data between the two to like collect them all so it really forced people to like 
work together, which was an unusual thing for back then. Well, there was no real concept of that collection aspect in video games up until that, I think, totally, that I no. can think of. I mean, same. And it's so interesting because it's really leaning into that card collecting. I have this card. I have two of this yep. card and you have one or, you know, like let's trade and get what we want. Do you know what I just realized? You comparing and, it to cards? Yeah. The shiny. Oh, the shiny cards that they're the hologram cards. Wow. Wow. We both just learned something here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a really, really clever concept. I totally missed out on it for years and years, yeah. but um, I mean, they had a great idea and I think that's why they've just been super successful. With so it. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. What, um, what were you most surprised by when you played this Pokemon? Now, actually, before I ask that, just to, to set the stage here, a brand new Pokemon set of games came out three or four weeks ago. They're called Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Um, and for all generations, I think there's been nine now. They have done this double thing where it's like X and Y, black and white, pearl and diamond, just all these sort of opposing situations. So one of them was Scarlet, one of them was Violet. This time I played Violet, Chris played Scarlet. Um, and we did beat it to completion. Um, this is probably my like sixth main game Pokemon. I haven't played them all that I've beaten. Um, this is your first. Yep. So my question to you is what were you, my first question is what were you most surprised by? after now having completed it i think the story i think the story was was great and i also think the variety in the pokemon that there's so much and um you explained like the uh like the matrix of things that where some things are good against others and for the most part i think they're pretty logical like you can kind of remember who's like it makes sense that uh water is good against fire yeah or right. that grass is good against water because it uses water to right. grow or that ice is bad against the grass because it kills the grass yeah like, so i love that it's really interesting because it um distills down something really complicated with many many variations of pokemon and um types and all down to something simpler yeah. So that it's easy to understand this is good against that. Yeah. The only and ones it, that are weird for me are like still steel, dragon, and fairy always throw me. Yeah. Because steel is like good or it's like bad against fire, which I guess makes sense. Because you can melt it. Melt it. Yeah. But then it's like dragon is better than steel. But like what is dragon, you know? I guess that's the mysterious. The big question is what is normal? Yeah, normal. That's the one. Truly. There's a category called normal and it's gray and it's bland and it's all the normal moves. Literally like, the middle of the matrix. Totally. It's, just everything <laughs> smack dab in the middle. And the, the good against nothing, bad against everything. It's like fine. That's the it's yeah. the, it's when you're like, "Hey, you know, how was that?" You know, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what normal is and i feel bad for the normal pokemon not even the the move set but the normal pokemon are just kind of like eh, meh you know the art style is really cool i think um and the creativity that they put into making these and the evolutions of them yeah is is a really cool thing it boggles I don't, my mind i never really appreciated like i just saw it i was like yeah it's character it boggles my mind because it's 150 or i'm sorry 
that was for Gen 1. Now we're at, what do we say, 1,008 total. So there needed to have been lots of ideas to have yeah. distinct, unique, interesting-looking Pokemon that, like you said, makes sense from an evolution standpoint. Throughout the generations, they have done a lot to upgrade the variety of Pokemon abilities and styles. So one case is, I think it was like Gen 3, they introduced baby Pokemon. So like the Pikachu that we know... Now, suddenly, instead of getting an evolution, which is Raichu, it got like a pre-evolution, which is Pichu. And Pichu's so cute. He's one of my favorite ones. He's adorable. So it's interesting how they're able to do a lot within what's already established. They just yeah, keep growing yeah. upon upon that. Um, what is something that you uh, did not like about the experience of playing? Um, I think that it's a little cumbersome to trade and... That might be a purposeful decision because it does sort of give you the delay to think about things that you're doing. But in the immediacy of the internet and, you know, I'll send a text or do this, the process of connecting and joining together so that I can say, hey, you know, you can have this and then you give me that. You want an airdrop Pokemon. I want it. Yeah, I want to. You want the ability. I want to like a a mobile app and then I can just say I'm going to send you this one over over the Internet. So not to really go, you know, whole hog and scaring you here, but there is a mobile app called Pokemon Home and it is a lot simpler to do that. But smartly so what Pokemon Home is, they collect, they allow you to collect all the Pokemon you've collected along the way and put them into like this bucket. But they don't allow you to do that with the new Pokemon right away because of obvious reasons. They don't want you to like cheat or I don't know, like overdo it in the first few minutes of playing of by, you know, by like, oh, I'm starting this brand new game. I'm going to just download a thousand Pokemon that I already have. Yeah. They don't allow that. But when they do allow it, you'll be able to literally take all the Pokemon you've now collected and move them to your phone, essentially, and then control them from there. It's pretty but wild. can I send them, like, trade yeah. them there, too, yeah. with other people? Real easy. Oh, Click a button. that's cool. Yeah. So, but it, it but that does get overwhelming. We're Now we're touching upon that category, that territory of, like, the race has started, the gun has gone off, the people have now finished, they've gone home and slept, and you make your way to the track, and you're like... <laughs> What? I have Pokemon too, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what's going on um, with that. Some of the controversy surrounding Pokemon uh, lately, and especially this generation, and I feel really bad for them, is this. I, I'm going to just explain a couple of things. There are, there have been numerous criticisms against the Pokemon mainline games for being a little too similar from generation to generation without there being a significant upgrade. You know, of course there's going to be new Pokemon. Of course there's going to be some new graphics and battle mechanics, but generally speaking, anytime you play a Pokemon game up until this one, you were met with a very, very similar experience. There's a little bit in my opinion of like comfort food in that where you know what to expect and you know, it's going to be delicious and it's going to satisfy you how you want it to. Right. But People felt it got a little too stale, myself included. If you feel like the cumbersomeness of like this game that we played felt cumbersome, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> that pr- the prior games were horrifically cumbersome for no reason. I don't know why everything you did was multi-step. It was not an easy thing to do. So in this new game, which is interesting because it's a kid's game. And so like, I'm surprised. I mean, I guess kids are resourceful and totally they'll figure they'll it learn. out. They'll, they'll figure learn it out. it. And then they'll just 
be comfortable with bro exactly and, and then that's normal and then that's the normal exactly but and that's what has and maybe us as adults are like again loosely adults yeah um are less uh um open to that idea yeah the moment something is different and your flow is off you're like oh we got off my this lawn so- what's going on <laughs> you know yeah, that's exactly how we are. So what they did with this new game is they put all of their energies into making the world a very different way you interact with it. So no longer is it the very structured level like, you know, you mentioned Mario and you know how in Mario you're going like level one, one, level one, two, yeah. level one, three. In Pokemon, it was literally that, but with routes. So it was like you're on route one. Now you're on route two. Now you're on route three. And you go all the way around to oh, get I didn't to the know end. That. There's no way you're going to not go the right way. And so you end up having a certain sequential structure of events that happen that you kind of already can predict and know all throughout what's going to happen. And that's been the case all the way up until this generation. And this generation has now completely thrown that out the window and made it a fully open world where you can go where you want. You can uh, fight who you want to fight, collect what Pokemon you want to collect, when you want to collect them. And most importantly, and I think one of the reasons why we enjoyed it so much this time, play the whole entire game with a partner or f- up to four. So that's how we that played it. That was nicely done too. Totally. Because I feel like it was that we were playing together in, in the game, but I was still playing my own game. It wasn't like I was just tagging along uh, like second following hand. you yeah. like as second player you could have straight up and you've done many times like gone elsewhere and I'm elsewhere and our stories are still happening simultaneously but independently which is pretty pretty yeah. cool so that was a nice big switch but with all of what I just said that sounds all lovely and nice there came a huge huge unexpected perhaps problem in that the world and the and the coding I guess just wasn't up to the standards that I think we all expected. To put it lightly, the game doesn't really look that good. Um, it looks very bare. It looks empty. The 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 pop in, the load in, the textures, everything. And the about pop in it, is kind of problematic only because you're looking in the distance to try to catch the Pokemon that you want, and so if they're yeah. not loading in in uh, within eye shot, then um, it's a problem because you yep. can't really. You, you don't see it until you hit it, you know, like until your character just unexpectedly gets into a fight and starts fighting the Pokemon. But like yeah. your eyeballs can see as far as away as the whole like cliffside. So like that's annoying that that that's the case. The multiple arguments are that it's the switch hardware that no longer can really do something like that. Others think it absolutely can do stuff like that when it's done properly and coded properly. And people feel that the Pokemon games are coming out too frequently and that they should kind of chill for a second and wait to release the Pokemon game until it's like really properly done. When was the last one released? <laughs> this year. Do you know that on they had... Poke- oh, wait, on Switch? On Switch, Pokemon the Legends Arceus game. That, that kind of shoot... Not shoehorned. What's the word ushered. where it starts? Ushered in this world this open world concept but i think i remember that one looking much nicer much nicer but the reason why is because they instead of having one big open world they had five smaller open worlds Mm. so i bet that was just easier for the switch to load that and then prior to that also this year was pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl which were the last arguably of the like old school way they remade a game that was from fifth gen 
essentially, and remade it to look nice, but it was that same real old sort of stifled, you know, difficult way to play without the quality of life upgrades. And so this game was incredibly built up. People were very excited to play. And unfortunately, it has critically been panned because of these bloat-in problems and the graphics problems. And further, unfortunately, the user reviews also are panning it because of these issues. So I hope... and But it sold millions. It sold the most amount of any game that has ever existed that's a unique game to a console, um, 10 million in three days, which, to put that into perspective, the next best-selling game this year was... God of War Ragnarok, which sold 5 million in 10 days for the Sony platform. And that's a shock because that game is also like incredibly popular. So it has sold what we all who really had a great time playing are concerned is that we don't want Game Freak, who's the company who makes it, to like look at all of this and think, oof, let's go back to what it was. Because for me, this is now what Pokemon is. Like this going forward has to be what Pokemon is for it to work. The way that I'll say is that it's almost kind of a good thing because you have high sales. They're making, they're selling a lot. So people obviously like the idea, but they're still being held accountable for the problems of it through the review system. So maybe, and this is, you know, rose colored glasses that maybe they'll take the two together and say, okay, let's, pump the brakes a little bit, think about it and come out with a game that satisfies reviewers and user reviews, but also provides the capabilities that drove the sales higher. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like such a multifaceted problem because like we said earlier, the anime and those trading cards, they all introduce the new Pokemon that are being developed by the developers. Okay. And that's probably such an unexpectedly difficult thing to juggle as the developer game freak. And I'm not, this is not me like giving them a pass, but I don't think other games are in this same position when like a new Mario game comes out or when a new Mario Kart game comes out or when a new, I don't know, Call of Duty comes out. There is no other concern for the property that you're releasing other than that singular game and in this case the fact that they have to consider all of these trading card game um cards that need to come out and all the anime that needs to be drawn and like stories told with all of that i bet it's further difficult for them to say you know what we're taking a year off or we're taking two years off there's other parts of the company then that the whole on company has to yeah. sort of pause and they can't do the normal things that they do yeah and i think what's happening is up until the switch we only had this whole game ever built upon mobile platform which was the 3ds the game boy advance the game boy which are like arguably so much easier to develop for they don't have huge uh, um code assets and, and assets everything. and things like that so. yeah no that's interesting because the, <laughs> that probably in the development cycle is a, a huge consideration now you're doing these you know crazy uh renders for each of the uh each of the characters 
the world, the world is bigger. The expectation is the world is bigger. For sure. Optimizing for the hardware and everything. And then to also stay to the same timeline that you would be developing if it were, say, 2D graphics. Yeah, is that's not, what I'm saying. Not, it's completely unrealistic. Not, yeah. And the company is definitely grown and it's definitely larger, but I think they need to consider a lot of things. Like, I hope that they do learn from this, but what I hope that they don't do is take one step back. I think this is a perfect opportunity from where they are to, like, leap forward three or four steps, but it's just a matter of how will they do it. My opinion, they probably need to pump the brakes a little bit. Like something needs to happen where they do like an interim thing, maybe release an old game over again, like people are expecting. But just right now, they are, this to me is so good. This is such a fun way to play Pokemon that I really hope that they um, continue this way. And one last thing about your story, the story that you were talking about, I normally am never interested in the story of Pokemon Aside from like a little things here and there, there were multiple moments in this where I walked away like, wow, they really went there. It's or, deep. Yeah. It's deep. Or like, wow, I really should consider a certain way to think differently about this and that or whatever. Shocked. I was genuinely shocked. You know? It's really wonderful. It's I a think great it was story. Great. And it's a great game and it's a ton of fun. If anyone is out there who is even remotely interested in playing Pokemon and has never before, um, Chris is a perfect example of someone who didn't ever, didn't want to, tried it, and 60 hours later, he's we're knee-deep in collecting all the Pokemon. In this game, there's 400. We are at 309 or something? It's a lot of Pokemon. It's a lot of Pokemon. Is that high for a game or? Yeah, well, you know, as the years go on, what they do is they only introduce, like, I'm going to guess a number, like, 80 to 100 new ones, and then supplement the rest with, like, old ones that are popular. So that yeah. when you're collecting, you're not completely overwhelmed and you're not collecting literally all thousand and eight. So you're real good at identifying them. I'm like, that's squeak two. And you're like, yeah. no, that's not squeak two. It's they literally have the names on them. No, but you know it from the shadow of it. Well, yeah. Keep in mind. I my... don't, I, I'm, uh, I'm like, you're a full on Pokemon biologist. I am. A like, runner is... in the race, and I ran when the gunshot went off. Yeah. Okay? Not 40 hours later walking along holding a, I don't know, picnic basket, and you're like, where's the <laughs> where's the match? Where's the, the Pokemon? <laughs> One last thing I want to share a fun story. I don't know if I ever told you this. A memorable moment in my life was going to watch the first Pokemon movie in the theaters, because this is who I am, and it was in high school. And do you remember oh, they had a Pokemon movie that early? I thought yeah. this one was the first one that came out recently with Detective Pikachu. Okay. You need to take that back and put it in your mouth and swallow it. Okay. <laughs> there was a movie called the Pokemon movie. It was fantastic. And like, truly I'm, I'm telling y'all like, this is fun stuff. And do you remember the, the Coke girl? No, the Pepsi girl. Do you remember that young Britney girl? Spears? No, 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 no. She was young and cute. Sort of like, a little like Annie rag. What's that? Um, Wendy's. No, she was small. She had curly hair. She would take the sip of the Coke or the Pepsi. I think she was referred to as like the Pepsi girl. Anyway, I thought you would remember that, but we went to watch it. There was a commercial. Shirley Temple. She sort of reminded me of it. Yeah. I have no idea who this Pepsi girl is. When you see a picture, you'll see, you'll remember. We're watching. The commercials are starting and she's taking a sip of the Pepsi 
And you know, sometimes they cut into the Pepsi and it's like the bubbles and you can see like the bubbles of the Pepsi. Yeah. Um, close up. So that's happening. Pokeballs. No. Oh. And then a whole lot of what looked like melting. And at the time I was like, wow, these are really incredible effects that they're doing this for a Pepsi commercial. I'm like, this is real looking. And then we're sitting there cause we're seeing a white screen and it hadn't like loaded the next commercial. And me and my friends were in the back all the way and we smell fire. And then we look uh, up uh, above <laughs> us and at the, the projector, the projection room above us, full on smoke and fire coming out of the, the projection room. And we had to leave. They escorted us out because the place was on fire. And we had to leave to go. And we never got to watch that movie then. They gave us a voucher for like come back another time. I'm like, wow. And meanwhile, I'm my That annoyed. Pepsi girl's acting was so good. It, it literally, literally caught the, the flames down. Yeah. The, the film on fire. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So anyway, we did end up watching. It was fantastic. Did you get at least a free Pepsi when you walked out from the concession no, stand? No, we didn't even get that. Oh, they they're just afford that, a though, voucher? Chris. They can't afford that. That's too much money. A Pepsi and like what? They're going to give me a popcorn next? No way. That's like $400. <laughs> In 1990s money. No, Literally, I mean legit. $400. Legit. Let's be money. honest. It's like $9 for like a small drink. I am... They didn't even give you a refund. They gave you a voucher. A voucher to come back to watch the movie another time. Like, fine, okay, we're children, we're gonna do that. But like, what? Oh. I was annoyed. Like, I I know that it's not a situation where you should be annoyed. But like, I was there to watch my Pokemon. Give me my entertainment. You know, maybe customer service back then was much more lenient. But I feel like the Karens would come out in full force on that one. I think not customer service was lenient. I think we were all a little lenient. Like, I think now everyone just maybe that's anger. what I mean. Yeah. Cust expectations from a customer perspective. Yeah, yeah. That's a, like yeah, we're we're right. just happy that we didn't burn. You know, like whereas now it's like. What do you mean that caught fire? That's ridiculous. Like, I don't care if the whole place is burning down. Make me, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, you're going to, yeah. Fly one I want to from... pop up. Yeah, I want to yeah. pop up Pokemon movie, movie theater, theater in the yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, last, last, last question, because we really do have to go. Um, will you play another Pokemon in the future? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would like, um, if they're they're listening... To also have multiplayer so that I can at least when I'm confused or um, unable to do something, I can uh, tap my husband on the shoulder and be like, well, is that a speak at you? Yeah. And you're like, and I'm like, no, mm -hmm. it's a speech. No, that's a talk at you. Oh, it's a talk at you. Mm. And then that the evolution is the yell at you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one that you really like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you like the whisper at you. Yep. Folks, thanks for tuning in to another Wispy episode. <laughs> to another episode of Airstreamers. We hope you got something out of this Pokemon podcast, and we will see you again next time. Bye, everyone. See ya. Oh.